What is up, people? You are listening in to New Generation Sports Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. It is Super Bowl week. We will be talking about this big matchup happening on Super Bowl Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams were the best teams in the NFL in both the AFC and the NFC. Both these teams were number one seeds. Both these teams were seen as teams that could go on a deep run in the postseason before the season started. I don't know how many people necessarily had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I know one person who did. <coughs> That'll be me who picked the Eagles before the season to come out of the NFC. You know, a lot of people certainly had the Chiefs in the AFC. I think we got a real class of the Titans. I think we got a really great matchup. Um, I think there are a lot of great storylines. Everybody loved the Kelsey brothers. We'll talk about that. Everybody loves the Andy Reid against Philly storyline. Everybody loves that. Two black quarterbacks, first time ever. Gotta love that progress. And two really young quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks that look like they may end up being kind of the faces of this league moving forward. So, really exciting matchup. It's going to be a great conversation here talking about this game. Talking about the rest of the stuff happening in the week of uh, Super Bowl week here in the NFL. So, let's get it popping. So, it's EJ here. Joining me is my co-host, Sham. Sham, you're in... Uh, maybe not the heart of the city, but you're near the heart of the city. You're you're in mm-hmm. the Philadelphia area, so you yep. know what it's been like in uh, in Philly. Can you give us a little bit of a of a of a of a vibe check of how it's going on down there? A lot of energy, EJ. A <laughs> lot imagine. of energy. You know, everyone has eagle stuff on. Um, everyone's just waiting for the game. Um. I just even just the the place that I'm at was giving out like free cheesesteaks and pretzels and stuff for the game. <laughs> wow. Just everyone's waiting for this game. That's all everyone is that's the whole thing this weekend is just this game. That's it. Um I don't know anyone personally that's going, but I know people that know people that are going. Wow. Um even though the tickets are like thousands of dollars, they're still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's you know, um, and apparently there's 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 some some there's uh you know a sizable chunk of people that are either from Philly or were in the area that moved out to Arizona for you know was right they yeah. just migrated out there yeah Arizona is a retirement haven um yeah if people don't know, don't choose Florida a lot of people choose Arizona uh especially yeah. people in the Northeast so that's not surprising as well yeah so there's a there's a good chunk of there's a lot of good good amount of Eagles fans out there um that are going to the game <laughs> so um. So yeah, it's it's this is uh, it's it's um, it's a lot here. That's that's one thing I'll say. It, it is it is a lot out here in Philly. It's funny you mentioned uh, that they were giving out cheesesteaks at the crib. I'm hoping uh, it wasn't uh, one of those overrated cheesesteaks, according to uh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> he saw if anybody heard him in all, during the week. He said that the cheesesteaks in Philadelphia are overrated. He said the best cheesesteaks are outside of Philadelphia, which um, that's definitely that. definitely didn't endear him to the Philadelphia crowd. Um, Luckily, he wanted to deal with a Philadelphia crowd in Arizona. It was funny when you mentioned people going to the game. Like People don't realize how, like, I mean, I've never been to the Super Bowl, obviously, neither of you. But people who go to the Super Bowl, people who played in the Super Bowl, talk about how one of the weird aspects about the game, other than the big spectacle, other than the big halftime show, other than this crazy spectacle before the game with the national anthem and stuff like that, is the fact that the crowd is unlike really any NFL crowd they play in all season. Because it is actually not a raucous crowd. There are so many corporate sponsors that go to these games that have no real affiliation to any of the teams that are playing, no real care about who wins. So it kind of ends up being kind of almost like a... 
it's not even a neutral site game because like like or I take that back. Maybe it's the most neutral site game because normally normally a neutral site game you have you know split tickets between both fans. So you know maybe one in the end zone is louder for the Eagles, one in the end zone is louder for the Chiefs. But like in the Super Bowl, it's just mostly corporate sponsors, and then they, they sprinkle out some fans in there here and there. But like it ends up being kind of a crowd that's just kind of just there. They don't really have much of an impact on the game, which has always been fascinating. I I didn't. Like the, the the Rams had their home field Super Bowl last year, and forgive me for for those listening, I don't remember really much about the Bengals talking about that being like an issue for them, whether it be crowd noise or things like that. Um, if there were going to be more fans, like we know, you know, people migrate to SoFi all the time when the Rams are at home, a <laughs> road team. So it didn't mm-hmm. seem like that was really much of an issue. So it, you know, Philly is different though, and you know they're gonna you know find every nook and cranny they can to get as many people in there. So I'm sure it'll be a great crowd, but. Chiefs Kingdom Buffalo is is not uh, not a, a fan base to be messed with. So uh, I think these are two great uh, organizations and great franchises to be in this game. And when we talk about this game, when I look at these teams, I've been going back and forth on a prediction, Sham. I really have. I think for me, all of the signs, and I don't know how you feel. I mean, it feels like everybody's overwhelmingly going with Philadelphia. Now, I know you live in Philly, so that's a little different. But I think just like kind of like the national media, like I've been working all Super Bowl week, which is why we're dropping this podcast out a little later than we probably would have liked to. But we want to make sure we get you guys this content. Like I've been working all Super Bowl week, listening to a lot of NFL experts, a lot of NFL legends um, make their picks. Um, and it, it's not been unanimous Philly, but it's been very heavy leaning Philly. I feel like it's like an 80-20 Philly split. And I understand it. Philly's ability to get after the passer um, is is just is historic. I mean, they, they had the highest sack rate in like NFL history. Like it's it's insane the amount of sacks they've amassed with four guys over ten plus sacks. And that's not including Fresher Cox, who's going to be wearing a gold jacket at some point in his career. He has seven and a half. So you talk about their pass rush. You talk about their 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 cornerback play. You can talk about um, you know their offense and how high powered it is. Two great wide receivers, a running game that is uh, essentially, you know, kind of like a three-headed monster when you count Gainwell, Sanders, and then Jalen Hurts. Even Boston Scott got into the action in the last uh, two weeks ago in that NFC Championship game. Like, the, the offense is loaded. All that being said, something just tells me that Jalen's got to wait his turn. You know what I'm saying, Sham? Like, there are some times where you look at the landscape, everything looks all set up. For there to kind of be like a crowning and an anointing moment for the new guy to get their ring. I think the last time we had this opportunity was really Cam Newton. Where it felt like everything was lined up for Cam Newton to just go back to that spot of being that dude who took his team to the Super Bowl. And it feels like everything's set up for Jalen Hurts. And I, I, I just don't know if this is how this is going to end. I think that the Chiefs in many ways somewhat can provide an antidote to what Philly does so well defensively. Because the Chiefs are not like they've been in the past where they've been a drop back six, seven steps, wait for Tyreek Hill, one of these speed demons like McCall Holman, Hartman, who's not playing this week, to go down the field so you know Mahomes could chuck his 70 yards. This is much more of a quick strike, quick attack, quick throw offense. And that's the, that's the recipe for being a team like this. Like You've you got to get the ball out of your hands quick. Mahomes with the, the, the sore ankle, what we know is not 100%, though he feels a lot better. He's got now two weeks of rest without certainly help. I'm not expecting him to be holding the ball, waiting for uh, those guys in the Philly just tee off on him. Uh, the, the the Chiefs' offensive line is is decent, not great. 
So it's going to be a tall order. But I think Andy Reid, if I had to ask any coach to scheme up a game plan against this vaunted Eagles defense, I probably want Andy Reid maybe over any other NFL coach. I think they'll have something for these guys. I also think Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game because the Eagles are very strong at corner. And they're good at safety, too. But I think the fact that, like, they don't have to really challenge those corners. Like, they could just live on Kelsey going up against those safeties and those linebackers. And to me, that's going to end up being the key to the game. Can Gardner Johnson and can the rest of that secondary, uh, the, the, the nickelbacks, the linebackers, can those guys handle Kelsey? Because we know Slay and with Bradbury, those guys bring on the outside. But the Chiefs don't have to beat you on the outside to destroy you. Like, they, they can destroy you totally just by, by killing you with Kelsey over the middle and in those mismatches with those secondary uh, players besides the two top corners. So I, I think the Chiefs in some ways are a good matchup for the Eagles, as good as you can be. It's not like anybody's really a great match for that team. And the one thing I will say about Jalen Hurts, and I don't want to say anything bad about him because I've been riding this guy's uh, you know MVP candidacy, though he came up short, obviously. Mahomes won and it was well-deserved. Uh, pretty much since week one, as you know, Sham. I've been singing his praises all year. But what I see from Jalen Hurts, and the reason why I've been riding his coattails all year is because what I've said is that he always improves. Is that whenever you get to, whenever you think, okay, we've seen the most out of him, he gets better. That's been ever since I saw him in college, ever since he's been in the NFL. But the one thing you will know about him is that, yes, he'll get to that moment, and that moment at the time may be a little too big for him. He may need to wait another year or another opportunity to then get over the hump. If you think about that National Championship game against Georgia, he looked like a deer in headlights, and they had to pull him and put Tua Tonga by low end. And I don't think he's going to be play that bad, but I, I just don't think this is going to be as smooth sailing as maybe one would expect. The Eagles' offense has been dominant, but it's been dominant because of how they've been running the ball. And if the Chiefs can, can stack the box and they can cover just a little bit, their secondary is playing really well in, this playoff, in these playoffs. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to get this done. I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game, a physical game. I got the Chiefs winning this one by a score of, uh, I'm going to go 31 to 27. Mm. Mm. Where, where are you going? This one? How, how are you feeling about a prediction for this game? So I'm going to have to go the other way, EJ. Mm. I'm going to have to go the other way. I'm going to be the homer. I guess I'm going to be the homer on the show. Um, I'm not just saying that because I don't know if we have listeners that are going to come at me <laughs> if I go the other way. So I was like, but, look, y'all, um, y'all, know, y'all, know, y'all know where I'm at, so I can't be out here <laughs> talking crazy about Chiefs Kingdom and go Mahomes. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think – and it's funny because – because I saw a clip, ironically enough, from um, uh, from uh, Emmett Smith of all people. Yeah, um, Emmett, Emmett, Emmett. He was oh. uh, as someone who's again working a lot of the radio row activity. I'm not in Arizona. I was doing it from New York City for WFAN CBS Sports Radio. Um, someone who was doing mm-hmm. a lot of radio row activity. Emmett Smith was a very popular guest. Like he was been on. He's been on almost every show we had over there. Yeah, um, but he. I saw a clip of him talking about Jalen Hurts. And the person asked him, oh, what are your thoughts on, you know, uh, on Jalen? Immediately, he's like, I love him. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a very hard worker, a great player. And he said he thinks the Eagles are going to win because of him. Mm. And I agree with that. Um, because I, and like you said, EJ, um, I have seen as well, 
for even from his play last year into his play this year, which even that was a massive jump in terms of the the quality of, of what he's been able to do. And then the 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 astonishingly enough, the chip that remains on his shoulder even now. Yeah. Yep. Of people saying the only reason they're winning is because of everybody else. Everybody else, the running game, the pass rush, Every, the secondary. Everybody, every, yep. and everything. Off the line, Kelsey, the, uh, Jason Kelsey line, got a lot of credit. Yep. Yep, the coach, the 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 defense, everything. Yeah. Everything else but yep. is why they're winning. And I think he is going to come out in this game and show that, no, he is the reason that they're winning. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be, um, and I, I, I and I think it's going to be twofold. I think it's going to be him and then that defense. I think that defense is going to have to have moments that to step up. They're going to have to get turnovers and and um, things like that. I think, and I think they will do that. Um, but I think just how dynamic this offense is, and. Um, and also, you know, to be honest, just how well-schemed it is in terms of how hard it is to stop. Yeah, it is, yeah. Like, it's really hard to stop. They were they were winning games even in, the, in you know, leading into the postseason and into the postseason and where they them, even as an offense, didn't even really seem to, to play that well. But yeah. they were well enough. <laughs> you know, they were well enough, still hard enough to stop. Um, even with A.J. Brown even having not, not a great game or Devontae Smith not having a great game. And I don't think the Chiefs can stop them. I'm gonna be honest. I really don't. And they have a they have a good defense, but but I don't think they're gonna be able to stop them. Um, and usually that's what's said about the Chiefs. But I think it's gonna be the opposite this time around. I really do. I I, I don't think, and I think this is the game for these receivers to show what they can do as well. Um. I think Miles Sanders and, and Kenneth Gainwell are going to have a, a solid game, but I think the receiver is going to show out in this game. I think A.J. Brown is going to have a big game. I think Devontae Smith is going to have a big game or make big plays. And I think Jalen Hurst is going to show – I think this is going to be the moment. You know, he's been saying all season. And I know because, I, again, I'm in Philly. I can't help but see everything – see all the clips and everything that he, he's been saying – yeah. He's been saying all season, this is what they've been working towards. You know, since last season, going into this season, and then after every win, every consecutive win, the many consecutive wins that they've had, they're like, this isn't a, this isn't a, this is just a part of the journey for what we're trying to do. And this is it. So I think they're going to go out and win. And I, I would say, I, I, I'll, I'll give them a, a 31-17 win. I, wow. I think they're going to win two, two convincingly. So here's the thing about Jalen Hurts and his approach. Because I think that his approach is why he's great, why he's been so awesome, why, again, I've been leading the, the, the Jalen Hurts fan club uh, outside of Philadelphia, I guess. But I'll be honest, Jam, and I think about this only because, again, I go back to his college career. This is a player who is just, I feel like I know him very well as someone who loves college football and has watched so much of his right. career at both Alabama and Oklahoma. Um, so I kind of know the best and the worst of Jalen Hurts. I saw like how he was going up to this game and I had no problem, you know, up until the MC Championship game. And then I saw him this week and I wonder if he's pressing. I wonder if he's a little tight. Like I see Mahomes up there and Mahomes is about to face again as hellacious a pass rush as maybe any Super Bowl quarterback has ever faced. Like and I know that sounds like hyperbole, but statistically it's not. 
Like, it sound, I agree it sounds like hyperbole, but statistically, it just isn't. I know the, the 85 Bears. I know about the 86 Giants. I know about the 2000 Ravens. I know all that. But the sack rate that the Eagles put up is better than all of them, essentially. But I right. sit there, and I watch Hurts in these interviews, and it's very stoic. I know that's how he always is. Right. But it's such a stark contrast to Mahomes, who looks loose, who looks like he's having fun. He's not unserious. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like where he's like a clown up there. Right. But it's like you feel like, okay, he he, he feels right. He looks – if he's not comfortable, he's a great job fooling everybody. And Jalen almost is like so tight right now. And I know that's just how he always is. But I'm like, I almost think that this week I need to see him break that down just a little bit. Because, I, again, I just think about that National Country game where he was so wound up and he was so tight. And he mm. almost cost Alabama a championship game to the point where he had to get benched. In order for them to win, and I, I, I want the Eagles to win. I'm rooting for the Eagles on Sunday. Let me be clear, people. But I look at him. I see these games he played in the playoffs, and the Eagles played great, but he didn't necessarily light up, light the world on fire with his numbers in these games. You know, they were able to just pound the rock against these guys. There were some throws that you know, some big deep shots that they had that they didn't hit in these uh, two wins they had against the Giants and against the 49ers. In some ways. Because the defense was so dominant in those games, like it kind of allowed Jalen Hurts to ease into those games, even when it wasn't like he was like necessarily just hitting completely on all all cylinders the way we saw him earlier this season. So, I I just I, I do wonder. I I don't think he's gonna get off to the hottest start. I kind of expect him to maybe kind of ease into the game. I think he'll get better as the game goes on. But I almost I I've seen Patrick's demeanor all week, and I've looked at how he's taking this week. And I just like where he is a little more than where Jalen is at this point, just from the demeanor. Now, again, it's not like that's who Jalen is. That's just how he's always been. But I think I would like to see him a little, a little more loose than what he's been. He he looks so serious. And to and to be honest, I feel like Nick Sirianni looks very serious. Like Greed and Mahomes look very much like we know it's a tall task. We know it's a big game, but we're cool and just. Sirianni and and full and 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 I know Sirianni is a much more of a fun guy, and I felt even he sounded a little more tight than I'm used to him sounding this week. I don't know. I, I, that typically when I've seen coaches and players sound the way those two guys sound, it doesn't end well. So I'm just going by like I've watched enough football, I've watched enough of these press conferences, and I've watched enough of like body language to kind of see things. And I, I I did not necessarily love – I liked the focus of those guys. I didn't necessarily love how intense they were this week. In a week that is serious, but you got to have fun with it. It didn't seem like they were having much fun with it. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, to kind of to predict how they'll be on game day. Um. You know, I, I just I feel like um, and I feel like this is kind of going into the Vegas kind of bit as well, which is I believe the Eagles are still favored um, to win. I believe so. Um, well. I yeah, think they're, they're just, a of point, course, point, uh, the point and a half favorite. Right. And I think the of course, the Chiefs have Mahomes and Kelsey. But just top to bottom, this Eagles roster is so stacked on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like 
and look, and you can you can say all oh, your overhyping the Eagles, uh, you know, Homer, whatever, but there would have to be like for me multiple failures. Um, and there would have to be a failure from Jalen Hurts, I think, specifically, for them to, because he's so dynamic, like right, because it's like one thing, but even if he's throw, if even if he's not necessarily completely on point with his throws, like. He can just run you to death. He can run in the running game. Need. It doesn't take much thought to run, you know? Yeah, and then a couple runs just opens up the throwing game. Yeah. To the point where he'll have somebody open. Right. Whether it's Quez Watkins, whether it's, you know, um, Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown down the field. Somebody's going to be open somewhere. Yeah. So, there, something's going to have – something would have to give for, for, for them to, to – to collapse particularly in any kind of way. And I know I'm not I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. That's yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But yeah. but I think they're gonna be on their P's and Q's. I, I I really do. And I think that I think they know they just have to keep doing what they've been doing. And I'm sure they're saying this. But I think they know they just have to keep doing what they've been doing. They don't have to change yeah, and that, know, that, come up with and any that, kind of and that is what they're saying. Like I listened yeah. to Flesher Cox today well, he didn't talk today, but he, I listened to him early in the week, and he said that he, that's what he's been telling his teammates. Like him and right. Kelsey, uh, and maybe I guess Jake Elliott are the only guys uh, uh, who who were on that team that went to the Super Bowl uh, a couple years ago. You know, and you know mm-hmm. he said, you know, basically I've been telling the guys they've been asking me like, you know, what what do you do to prepare for a game like this? He's like, he's keep telling them to do the, well, everything they did during the season. Don't change anything. Yep. That's exactly what he's telling them. And I'm sure Kelsey is selling, you know, Lane Johnson, of course, is on that team as well. Um, but I'm sure mm-hmm. Kelsey is also saying the same thing to his guys. So it's, yep. I, I, I want to ask you something. Like, when we talk about the Chiefs in this game, right. even though I, I said that, I, I feel like in some ways the Eagles, at least in their the two leaders, the two most important leaders on the team being, you know, Sirianni and Hurts. I told you how it, I, I, felt, I felt like they sounded tight. With that being said, I think that there's, in some ways, I still I still feel like there's way more pressure on the Chiefs to win this game, and when I mean the Chiefs, I mean more like Mahomes and Reed, mm-hmm. because I think with Andy Reed, he he's never gonna say this, and I think that he's you want to talk about a coaching metamorphosis. I mean, we already know he's been a great coach, but I just think that like the creativity now in which which he coaches offensive football. And the the pulse, the way in which he had the pulse on his team is just like night and day from when he was at Philadelphia. Of course, his management of the clock is obviously way better too. He's got a lot of practice. Obviously, he's been coaching for a long time. But like to me, Andy Reid, like right now, he's a guy with one Super Bowl ring, and I think we all think he's a great coach. But like, I don't know if we look at him necessarily at that like iconic status or that like he's one of the greatest of all time. So I think he's like a great coach who won one Super Bowl. Like, I think, like, in order for him to, like, really cement his legacy as, like, truly, like, one of the greatest coaches of his generation, like, he, he has to get a win. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, like, we saw during that whole Burrow week stuff, no, uh, no, Burrow head stuff, that, like, mm-hmm. this football conglomerate, this, uh, you know, I don't want to call them electorate, but this, this, the people that consume football, the fans, they are very fickle. Just like society. <laughs> like, we as people are the most, these are the, this is the most fickle. So, uh, this is the most fickle era maybe in the history of America. So they like Mahomes did all the stuff he's done, all the records, he's MVP season, and everybody was so quick to just announce anoint Joe Burrow 
as a top quarterback and call Arrowhead Burrowhead. And I think that spoke to the fact that Mahomes, as great as he is, he only has one Super Bowl. I don't know if anybody's just willing to just give him the crown, even though he, like on paper, he very clearly is the best quarterback of his generation, the best quarterback in the NFL. It's like it's not even on paper; it's not close. But right. there's the other things like he didn't beat Burrow, and you know Allen's so athletic, and and you kind of wonder, well, you know, maybe one of these guys, you know, will eventually take take it over, you know, that 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 mantle. And then we were so quick to ready to be ready to give it up. That I mean, if he loses to Jalen Hurts. I think there'll be people saying, "Yo, Jalen Hurts is now the dude." <laughs> like I think, like I think that there's a lot more pressure on on Kansas City than maybe even people realize. Like, it, it, there's a big difference between a guy who won one Super Bowl ring and a guy who won two. And I think for both this quarterback and this coach, like getting two, I, I think is important for both of them. Jalen uh, uh, Mahomes has a lot of his career left, but as we've seen with LeBron James, who shout out to LeBron James, uh, passing the Kareem to be the all-time scorer. Yeah, shout yeah, me and Kendall are planning to do a, a basketball-centric sports talk, if not uh, this weekend, sometime very soon. So we'll talk about the trade deadline and all that stuff. I know there's a lot to get to with that stuff. But, like, we, as we've seen LeBron James, like, losing championships, like, they that will that will dog your legacy. There obviously some people that will be able to overlook it. There are a lot of people that say, look, LeBron has a losing record in, you know, finals appearances. So if Mahomes goes to one and two, I think that – I'm not gonna say people are say, "Oh, well, he's not that good," but I do think that like that readiness to just everybody say, "Yep, he's the undisputed dude in the NFL," even though I think that it would still be clear that he is, won't be the case. I mean, I think that I, w- I mean, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe. It's just I feel like just basically the the Eagles are the favorites, which just kind of for me just just it just adds more pressure. Just that just the general expectation for them to win. Um, and like you were mentioning before, there's a lot of people just kind of picking them. Um, but but I definitely see what you're saying, and I and I would I would echo that and add to that. I feel like people are particularly with Brady retiring, which we, which we may get to of course soon as well. Yeah. Um, people are looking for the next Brady person, Brady type person, or quarterback particularly. And right now, Mahomes is the person um, that everyone's looking at. And is this is he going to be the person? Him, the, Brady and the Patriots is Mahomes and the Chiefs. Are they just is this the new version of that? You know, with Brady and Gronk, is it Mahomes and Kelsey? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, we don't know. We have to. They have to win. You know, Brady, all Brady did was win, win <laughs> you know, when he was presented with all these Super Bowl opportunities, Um, you know. Yeah, like Brady went, what, four for four to start? Yeah, something like that. He won. Yeah. He he didn't lose in the Super Bowl to start. I yeah, mean, until, until he played the Giants. So, yeah, until New York. Yeah, with Eli. So. Yeah, so you're like, um, it's three, three for three, I guess, because he won the first. He won. He beat the Rams, beat the Panthers, and beat uh, somebody else in there. Uh, the Eagles, of course, and I guess the next one he he got he lost. Uh, so that was to the Giants, yeah. But then, so he started three and zero, you know, right. Um, but yeah, this would be this would definitely be a, a stark. There's a big difference between two and one and one and two. So you know, um, now like you said, Mahomes. I think Mahomes still has, pl- of course, plenty of career left. So he's he's gonna win multiple Super Bowls. It's just a matter of how many. Um. 
but but you know this is something that that people will be will be looking at for sure yeah they 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 will be looking at it and um fair on fair i think that that's going to be a storyline in the in this one when you think about well before we get to other storylines i want to like pause to maybe be a little bit of a grinch here when it comes to storylines about this game like look obviously maybe i'm gonna sound very hypocritical as i'm a a I'm a guy who does a podcast with his brothers, and a lot of our brand new generation is that we are brothers. But I gotta be honest, uh, I, I am so ready to be done with this Kelsey brother storyline. I really don't. It's nothing to do with how magnificent the feat is that they're doing. They have two people who grow up in the same home that are playing in a Super Bowl against each other is is incredible. But it's just, it's not, like, the talk about the brothers and then the mom, who's wonderful, Don and Kelsey, but the mo- I'm like, I, I couldn't I couldn't do any more of this. Like, I was almost hoping the Bengals would win a couple weeks ago just so that we didn't, we didn't have to deal with this. Like, I don't know about you, Shane. Did you get any Kelsey brother fatigue this week? I did. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't listen. Nah, to man, I'm all for it. it. Uh, I mean, you're, of course, because you're I'm all for it, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I check out their podcasts every now and then. Those are funny guys. They have a great podcast. Shout out to them. Yeah, no question about that. Yeah, man, look, shout as, out as, 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 to the Kelsey bro. They got they got a good show. Um, yeah, as a guy who all does a podcast with brothers, shout out to them yeah. for that venture. It, it, yeah, and it's it, actually it is, a good show because there's a lot of a good out there that just do podcasts, and I'm just like, I I can't listen to this. But they actually yeah. have a good podcast. They do. So if they if they retired one day, and just wanted to do podcasts, they could do that. Um, but. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought I think it's funny. I think it's probably because I'm not. I mean, you of course you work in the sports industry, right? And of course you follow sports even outside of outside of your work. So you're you're probably just being so inundated with it, <laughs> right? That you can't turn it off. I I so I only see it every once in a blue moon. Um, but I think I thought it's been fun. I think the thing about I think there's the two reasons why I think I'm fatigued. Number one, um, both these guys have won two Bowls before. Like I think. Had they not won Super Bowls, I almost would be more understanding of, like, this is crazy. Like, somebody's going to go home like a loser. And maybe that's, like, a sadistic, right. like, that's a sadistic side of me. It's like, oh, one brother's going to go home miserable and one's going to go home. And, like, look, somebody's still going to be upset that they didn't win a Super Bowl. But, like, you know, the idea about going to the Super Bowl is that, look, man, you only get one shot at this most of the time. So, if you lose, like, it's devastating. There are guys who have still never gotten over losing the Super Bowl, never getting another opportunity. The fact that they won one, it's kind of like, all right, I mean, whoever, like now we know there's a, another Super Bowl championship going to the Kelsey family, which I'm sure they will all celebrate. Now, of course, Travis and Jason are going to fight like hell to make sure that they're the guy that wins. But uh, just oh, when, you, when you make it a family story, I'm like, well, the family is going to have a Super Bowl regardless of whether or not one of these guys lose. Like, like you know, this is just adding to the to the, to the the trophy case for this for this family. And then the second thing, I think, too, is I think because they're older— like, if these guys were younger players, maybe I would be more like, wow, this is crazy. But, like, we've seen these guys around for a minute. Like, we've known their brothers for a minute. Like, we've seen, like, there have been so many storylines of, you know, the mom going from one game and then flying to, the, to the, see the other kid's game, which is really cool that that's happened multiple times during, you know, their careers. That, like, it's just like, I feel like we know their family well. We know their dynamic well. So now they, like, have that be, you know, when it's Super Bowl week, a lot of the coverage is oftentimes kind of like rudimentary in the sense that they want to kind of like explain to people like who don't know these guys because a lot of people have not 
watch football all week and now they're like slowly starting to pay attention of course they were paying attention a bunch on sunday so some of it is you kind of have to like for the layman crowd explain what this deal is but it's like i feel like i've been very immersed in like their ordeal and their dynamic for like seven eight years now so that and that's the other thing like they were younger players they kind of were like newer i'd be like all right this is like these are new players so we'll learn something about them in this i don't think we've learned anything about them like everything they've said is like stuff we already knew you know, so, so, uh, so I know I'm a little bit of a grinch there. I'm very happy for that family. I think it's awesome. Again, as a guy who has brothers and knows how cool that is and that brotherhood bond that you have, like, I think that's incredible that this is the case. I just, I, I heard enough of it. I just did not need to hear any more about the Kelsey brothers um, this week. Other, um, when we talk about other storylines in this game, like, who are some X factors when you look at on the Eagles side in this one? I think to me, the, the, the biggest one I look at, it's 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 to me it's Hassan Reddick, and maybe part of me kind of wonders if it's even unfair to call him an X factor because that's how great he is. Like guy could have been you know a defensive player of the year candidate. Like, but his ability to wreck a game can really just change the dynamic. Like one of the things I couldn't stand, Sharon. I know we didn't get to a pod the last two weeks because of our busy schedules, but like the one dynamic I could not stand, or the narrative I could not stand that that drove me crazy was this idea that Philly got lucky that Brock Purdy got hurt and that's why and then another guy got hurt and like they got to the Super Bowl. Like they they it didn't like they got lucky. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like Philly's defense knocked the quarterbacks out of the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it would be different if like you know Brock Purdy like, you know, took a wrong turn and, and twisted his knee and he blew out his knee, he couldn't go in. Like that's different. It's like okay, like there is a little luck that goes with that. Like, Hassan Reddick knocked the crap out of him. And then they knocked the crap out of Josh Johnson. And then they had no quarterback. I'm like, that's part of football. Like, you don't, you're not trying to injure a guy, but their defense made plays that forced the 49ers to take their quarterbacks out the game. They won the game because of that. Like, their goal is to hit the quarterback. Like, as the great, I believe it was Bill Parcells said, the quarterback, the quarterback must he get hit, he must go down hard. It's like, the vintage NFL films, everybody knows that saying about playing defensive football. Like people were saying that Philly got lucky or they didn't deserve they're not really a great team for beating the um the 49ers with their you know fourth string quarterback. And I'm like, they knocked the guys out. Like that's part of football. So I don't know. That would drive me crazy. But the fact that Hassan Reddick, we saw what he did against the Niners, we saw what he's done all season. Uh in many ways I feel like he's a major X factor in this game, especially defensively in this one. And the other guy I would say is also like I, who I mentioned when I was talking about Kelsey is gonna be um CJ Gardner Johnson. Because I think that he'll have a lot of that matchup with Kelsey. Gardner Johnson's a stud. He's a really good player. He's a really good pickup, picking him up right as, uh, as the season was beginning um, early in the year. And him and Blakenship at safety, those guys are going to have to be matched with Travis Kelsey. I think that's where the game's going to be won or lost. If Kelsey gets loose, I think that the Chiefs are really going to be able to control the game, control the field position. I think it's going to be major trouble for Philly. If they can take him away. And Mahomes got to go to that second, third region that hold that ball a little longer. That's when I think Philly, you feel really good about your ability to guard, um, to guard these guys. I think that the 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 Eagles corners are better than the Chiefs receivers. So I mean, when I look at X factors for Philly, those are two guys I look at. Do you have X factors for this game, offense or defense for for the Eagles? Uh, yeah. I mean, EJ. I mean, you took mine. I was gonna say Hassan Reddick as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I've watched, I watched most of the Eagles' games this season, 
and he has 100% been an X-Factor in all the games that he's been in. Um, I mean, he is, you know, and I've always known he, known, you know, he's a good player, but having seen him in Philly now, I'm just like, man, this guy is, he's incredible. Um, you know, coming off the edge, like he shot out of a cannon and just going right at the quarterback and, and he just makes it look so easy. Um, if he gets at Mahomes like that, there's no way they're going to win the game. I, I can say that for a fact. If yeah. he gets at Mahomes, I, I, that, I agree. I agree with you as well. Yeah, if he gets at Mahomes the way he was getting at Purdy and all these other guys throughout the whole season, they're not going to win that game. There's no way they're going to win that game. So that lineman or or, or I guess line men, um, you know that are that are going to be lined up across from him, they are also going to be an X factor. If they could stop him, that will be massive. That will be like that will be game changing. So that is, I'm sure, and I'm sure that they're being told that this week. And I'm sure they've been being told that since they found out they were going to be playing the Eagles or when they found out the Eagles were going to be in the Super Bowl. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be huge. Um, and uh, I agree. Whoever is going to be on Kelsey as well. Um, and, and you know, just to kind of reiterate what I've been saying, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, which, I mean, of course, I mean, I feel like that kind of goes without saying, but if he plays well, if he's – if he's locked in, like how he was locked in at the game that we went to, the Vikings game. Yeah. Um, if he if he's locked in like that, I also don't see the Eagles losing. Um, so it there's so there's definitely some X factors on the Eagles side, and I also agree with what you were saying about the 49ers. They've been doing a lot of talking. If we had done this show before, I would have mentioned that before as well. They've been doing a lot of talking. Ayuk and Debo yeah. and. Um, all these guys have been a lot of whining more than, and I don't know. Part of me is like, I mean, have I, what did I just not pay attention in these previous years to these guys? Doing this? They do a lot, a lot of whining from the 49 there, There's been so much, the, the people that got eliminated in these playoffs have done so much talking. Like, and what it's, is so, it? it's so annoying because you have Micah Parsons talking, Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah, Thibodeau. Um, Julian Love. I'm like, I never seen so many losers talking after they lose. Like, yo, like you, you like, lost the game. You guys like, you got, you guys got eliminated, man. You guys got eliminated. I don't want to hear anything from you guys. Those guys <laughs> want to open their mouth about who can coach, who can't coach, who's good, who's not good. I'm People's just like, you guys are at home. Giants podcast talking about how, oh, you know, they're not better than us. And I'm like, what is this? They um, knocked your quarterback out the game. <laughs> like they did that. It, like again, it'd be almost different if. Again, the guy stepped a wrong way and broke his ankle or tore his knee up or something. Like, that, I can almost, I, w- I mean, I would still say, like, come on, like, we know that that injuries are part of sports. But, like, I'd say, okay, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, if that unfortunate event doesn't happen, maybe the game's obviously different. Like, you decide to put a backup t- tight end to guard Hassan, White, uh, Hassan uh, Reddick, and he obliterated your quarterback. And guess what? When you get your, your quarterback obliterated, you have a chance of him to lo- get hurt and not be able to go back in the game, and you can then lose. That is a part of football. Like people right. acting like that's not a part of the game this week. And it's crazy. It's coming from football players. And it's coming from defensive players. Yeah. Some of them again, because uh, yeah. some of these guys are talking about this. Uh, they're defensive players, like Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is a part of the game. So uh, I, it, I can go on and on, as you guys you know that that is that you guys hear from my voice. It drove me crazy all week. As someone who's you know, obviously I've been rooting for the Eagles all season because I had them getting to this big game. I think when I look at the the, the AFC the AFC's uh AFC champion the Chiefs and their X Factor, I'm looking at Andrew Wiley at right tackle because 
I mm-hmm. think there's a feeling that Orlando Brown could be able to hold his own on that other side. You know, if he's going against mm-hmm. probably Josh Sweat. But Wiley's going to have Reddick, and he's going to have Brandon Graham. That worries me a little more. Like, those guys, are we already talked about, are monsters. Mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, I think in some ways, a little unfortunate that he didn't get more love for comeback player of the year. Like, Geno won, right. and congrats to Geno Smith. But, like, you know, Geno was a, just a backup. Like, he didn't come back really from anything. Like, like uh, Brandon Graham had an Achilles tear at yeah. 33 years old. And he came back and had, you know, double-digit sack season. So, like, they they got to protect. So, it, it, and I think that if you're looking at where a weak link could possibly be in this defensive, in this offensive line, you're probably looking at Wiley, who's not a bad player, but he's just going up against dogs, you know. He's going up against dogs. So, it's like, mm-hmm. will he be able to block these guys as often as he will? Because we think about the great Mike Remmers and how bad he was in that uh, Super Bowl he played a couple years ago where they, he couldn't guard, he couldn't block JPP. And on uh, the other guy, um, Shaq, uh, uh, Shaq Barrett, and those guys obliterated the game. They gave the Chiefs no chance to win. Like, they can't have that kind of performance, obviously. So I'm looking at Andrew Wiley, I think, is, is maybe the ultimate X factor for the Chiefs offensively. Like, if, if, he, if, if he doesn't do his job, the Chiefs are cooked, as you said. I, I agree. I'm picking the Chiefs to win. So I'm saying I think they'll do, they'll, he'll do a decent job. But I think he's going to be a big player to watch. I mean, I agree with you. Um... Yeah, he's he's got a very tough job, um, and I think uh, I think some of these um, Chiefs receivers as well. Um, you know, Juju, um, Marcus Valdez Scantling, Sky Moore. Um, these guys are gonna have to these guys are gonna have to show up. I mean, this is the biggest game in their lives <laughs> so far. You know, with these guys before they before they got to this team. I've not seen this stage. So, and they're going to have to perform. You know, like, Kelsey will be getting covered a lot. Yeah. Because they're just, that's just, gonna, them, they're going to have to cover him a yeah, lot. So these other guys are going to have to have spots them. where they're open and they're going to have to catch the ball. They've done a good job so far. Um, but they're going to, they're really going to have to, have to uh, really, really step up and, and, and have, make a lot of big plays. So, um, I think we'll have to see that as well. I also think the running backs are going to be key for Kansas City, too. They got to run the ball in this game. Yeah. Checo and McKinnon both have run the ball well this season. Yep. Those guys are going to have to be great on Sunday because they can't just be all home driving back 50 times. Like they, that can't be the recipe to win in this game because, again, this pass rush is too hellacious, and Mahomes may still be a little too compromised to have that be a game plan where you win. So if Pacheco and the teams like we talked about earlier in this in these podcasts are in the playoffs, the teams that have beat Philly have run the ball. So if they, the Chiefs are going to win this game also, they're going to have to be able to run the ball a little bit. Good news for them is they've been running the ball well uh, to close out the season. So I, I feel confident they will be able to get some 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 work on the ground. But that's going to be a major key in this game. So I, I do want to mention one of my uh, favorite things to talk about all the time when we do these Super Bowl shows are the prop bets because they're always very kind of obscure and they're very weird. And you know, when I do the show with Kendall, or I've done it in past years. Um, you know, I you know I'll tell, give him the prop bets, and we'll we'll go over some of them. So I wanted to pull up some that I see here that I thought were interesting. So um, and some of these I'm reading right now. This this one from Sporting News in terms of some of the listings. So um, I, one of my favorite ones is the Gatorade shower. So in some ways, I think this is always an interesting one. Interesting, interesting one, Sham, because you always got to think of like. You know what team's gonna win, and could that 
affect what the color of the Gatorade is. Um, so, uh, so I always thought this was an interesting one. So, Gatorade Shower, the prop bets right now at Bet MGM. Uh, orange is plus two fifty. Yellow green is plus three fifty. Clear slash water is five hundred. Blue is five hundred. Red slash pink is five fifty. Purple is nine hundred. No Gatorade port is plus sixteen hundred. If you had to choose, what where would you go for the for the Gatorade uh, shower? Uh, I go blue. I go mm. blue. No rationale, you know, because no one knows. Um, blue's my favorite color, and and I, I, I think the blue would pop on TV. Um, you know, so I, I I would go with blue. That's where I put my money. What's interesting is in this article that was by uh, that was by uh, Sporting News. Like they have a picture for the last time the Eagle, the, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, and lo and behold, it was orange. Um, mm. So they poured orange Gatorade on to Andy Reid. Do the Chiefs prefer orange Gatorade? Like, is that a thing? Like, I haven't watched them enough to know what they've been drinking all year. But like, you know, it's it's the the highest number. I think because probably orange Gatorade is the one that you see the most. I think I'm gonna just play the safe money here. I think I would do orange if I had to pick one. Um. So I'm gonna go orange. I have the Chiefs winning, so I, you know I have to think about that too. So, so I'm gonna take that educated guess and go orange. Okay, uh, another one here I like. Who? What will be mentioned during the first Super Bowl? You know, what will we mention first during the Super Bowl MVP speech? So, will it be? This is from FanDuel. Will it be teammates at minus one twenty? City and fans three fifth three twenty five. God slash religion three seventy. Family six hundred ninety. Coaches twelve hundred plus one twelve hundred, team owner plus twenty five hundred. Super Bowl MVP. Where what are you going? Where are you going? Um. And and you said fans was there. Fan city and fans was plus three twenty five. Uh, boy, it's close between fans and and God slash religion. Because the NFL, the little I saw the NFL honors, everyone, every guy was like, uh, you know, I want to thank God first and foremost. Right. So, I mean, that seems like a pretty good betting. I, would, I mean, I'm kind of surprised it's not the betting favorite because that's what everyone sees. That's what they're all mentioning. So, um, I'd probably put my money on that for a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree MVP. with you. I feel like I feel like the, the God religion thing is always a, a really, I think it's one of the safer bets you can make. Like, I feel yeah. Like I feel like it's rare. I don't know if rare, but I feel like it's not. It's not very often. I feel like when you see uh, a guy go kind of off the rails there and say something um, like with family, especially with a Super Bowl MVP, because usually they want to talk about the game. They'll get to the family, but uh, you know, the, what was the family again? The family is plus sixty nine, six hundred ninety nine. It's probably not a terrible bet if you want to lay down some money on that. But right. I, they will not. I don't think you'll be the coaches or the owner. Now I think it would be different if like you had uh, ownership that was this was their first chance in the Super Bowl. Then I think maybe the tw- plus twenty five hundred on the owner could be really good because maybe the owner's standing right there on the podium, you know, <laughs> and he's looking right at him. He's like, "Hey man, I want to thank the owner for building this team." So like I think that in some ways that could be a good bet. I don't know if it's a great bet with these teams because these owners have won, so it's not like there is no win one for the Gipper uh, in this in this one. So I could so I don't think that that really would make one. Let me see if I can get a couple more. So. Um, yeah, there's some Super Bowl prop bets, which is interesting. So I'll go uh, one here. Which beer brand will air first? You can do 
it's even even odds on minus 115 for Budweiser and minus 115 for Heineken. So it's just between those two? Yes, this is from Boveda. And remember, it's just air first. It doesn't mean which one will air, I guess, it gets against other ones, I guess. Oh, I see. Uh... I feel like I feel like Budweiser you really use to get their stuff off early. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe Heineken does too. I just Budweiser. Just it's it's like, weird because like I, they I feel would like say Bud Light. Beer. I would say Bud Light. Oh, that's definitely it. And that doesn't is count because it? it's same brand, but it's would, not. It's so that would count. It's a different beer. No, no, it would not count. Oh, it wouldn't count. Okay. Um. Wait. So that would that wouldn't count as Budweiser. No, cause no, it's just, it's just, that's a different beer. I know right, as right. as the as the can hear, neither of us are clearly beer drinkers. Yeah, we, um, yeah, we do. but yeah, I mean, no, that's I'm a not, different. That's we're a not different going beer. out. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't really do that. But um, <laughs> so you yeah, sounded like Charles. You sounded like Charles just now. You're like we we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I probably go Heineken actually. Mm. Maybe it's because I don't know. I see those commercials all the time. They're all they always put those commercials on. I actually don't see Bud Rides commercials as much. I feel I don't know. Um, I mean, watch a lot of sports channels. You see those commercials all the time. But um, yeah, I feel like I always see the Heineken ones. This is an interesting one, Sham. This one's kind of funny. How many TikToks will Jackson Mahomes post during the Super Bowl? Over is one point five. Under is one. Obviously, over under is one and a half. The odds on over is plus one forty five. I don't think he's gonna post on the Super Bowl. Because oh, well, I I would wonder what the Super Bowl means. Does that mean the game, or does that mean just like Sunday? Yeah, that, yeah that, if it's that's, that's if it's point. Sunday, that scares me a little bit going under. But I I don't th- I don't think he's gonna post. Yeah, well, so when they say the game, do they mean like, like during? Do, does that mean like like while while like the ball is in play? I I don't have enough. There's not enough. Like, <laughs> and maybe I could find another. If I were to put money on it, like the example here doesn't say anything about what like what the actual thing is. Maybe I can get some more clarification. But like from what I, I'm taking it as the game. I'm taking it as and, and not like halftime, not like. Well, no, I, I think no, I think during, I think from whenever kickoff starts at six point five to whatever, I think halftime counts too. Like whenever the game ends, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it's like oh, okay. you know, like oh halftime he posted on Rihanna doesn't count. I think that would count. I think it's just. Then I go over. I go. Over. You think he'll post more? TikTok's one of those things. But I don't know if you want to post that much that quickly. You know, I know a Super Bowl is a long game, but you know it's like a at most a five hour thing probably like yeah five maybe pushing six but you know five five and a half hours like i don't know who's posting more than who's more than two tiktoks in five hours i know i know he and for those who don't know jackson mahomes he's the brother of patrick mahomes some will say he's a little insufferable he likes to do dances and post them to tiktok he's gotten himself in some trouble because of some of the stuff he's posted dancing you know on the number of Sean Taylor when they were playing the Washington, uh, at that time, the Washington football team, uh, when they were honoring Sean Taylor's uh, legacy. Of course, Sean Taylor was a great safety from uh, uh, the Washington football team who, who was tragically killed. And a couple of other things he's done that's kind of rubbed people the wrong way. So there's a... Uh, so 
the fact that this is a prop bet, the fact that this is a prop bet is funny. He does love instant TikTok a lot, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he's gonna. I think I think I feel confident going under there. I don't. I don't think he's gonna post. Like I like, like I think he'll post after. Like if they win, he's gonna post after. But I I don't think he's gonna post during the game. Like for what? What is he gonna post? And I think if he does, um, like, like, a, like, a, like a Instagram video or like a, a you no, know, whatever, like, <laughs> I think that's, I could see a little more, like, oh, a story, like, maybe, but like an actual, a natural TikTok video, like, that's produced and stuff, like, who has time for that? You're watching the game. I don't know, maybe I'm I mean, giving, look, I, look, I'm clearly giving, know, I'm, I'm clearly giving Jackson Holmes way more credit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, I'm just going based off of what I've heard about how insufferable he is or how you know, self-absorbed or whatever situation is. It seems like he's someone that just cares about his social media. That that Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just wants to go support. I mean, of course he wants to support Patrick, but maybe he just wants to go and watch the game. I would think he's, I don't know, more engrossed in his his accounts or whatever, or how many, however many followers he has, um, that he would want to just be posting his TikTok. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But, but I mean I don't know I'm not I'm not on TikTok obviously or not like that so right um so yeah I'm not I don't, I don't really know the the time it takes to produce a TikTok video but if he's if he's on TikTok and posting I would expect him to post during the Super Bowl. By the way, uh, I am on TikTok. Action EJ is where you can find me on TikTok. That is also the same handle I have for my uh uh my uh, Instagram. I'm trying to get good at TikTok. My girlfriend's excellent at TikTok. I am not excellent at TikTok yet, but I hope to get there at some point. You won't see me dancing, but you'll see me probably yelling about the Knicks on there. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to just get one more. I know we've done a bunch, so some people are like, "What the hell's going on with this?" Uh, I want to get a Rihanna one because I know she is doing. Um, so because she, she's doing, of course, the halftime show, which is uh, very exciting for a lot of people. I'm actually really excited. Like, I think Rihanna is a, a great artist. Like, I think that this is has a chance to be one of the better Super Bowl halftime shows uh, because Rihanna, who has not really performed really at all for like a long time is now uh, going to be out there, you know, doing this uh, thing. So I think this is a great last one to do. So what will be Rihanna's first song performed during Super Bowl? I've seen this one going around a lot. This is exactly what I was looking for. This is from SIA. So Diamonds is at plus 200. Don't Stop the Music is at 245. We Found the Love is at 350. Lift Me Up, 430. Believe It, 455. Where you Where Have You Been, 505. Umbrella, 645. Work, 800. Hate that I love you, one plus one thousand. They have put a lot of songs in, which is good because you're going to have a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, cheers, drink to that, a uh, thousand. Live your life, fourteen hundred plus, and uh, uh, bitch better have my money plus uh, uh, fifteen hundred. I feel like Rihanna is gonna. I feel like a lot of these are just gonna be in it. I feel like this is gonna be. Her I think this is. I think this is like most of these songs are probably her set list. I don't think you'll have. Uh, hate that. Uh, what's the one? Uh, not hate that. I love you. What's the one? Oh no, no, yeah, no. Because I, I was thinking, I was thinking about the song she has with Eminem. I was like, I ain't gonna do that song at the freaking, at the freaking Super Bowl. Love the way you lie, but that's not on here. So that's so I got I got turned around there. I mean, Umbrella at six forty five is kind of that's speaking to me because I know that's. Earlier, Rihanna, but that's a yeah. But I mean, come on, that's that's, a, that's an umbrella. But part of me now, the part of me though, like we're saying first, so it's like I mean, you know, it's something she saves for the end, you know. 
But like part of me is like, I mean, you want to make a statement. Like that's a that would be a hell of a statement. Like when's the last time we've seen Rihanna perform Umbrella like that um, on this kind of big stage? Uh, I mean, I think Diamonds and Don't Stop the Music are really great options, which is why they're plus two hundred. But I, I think I I think I put down the, the money on Umbrella at six plus sixty forty five. I think that's a great number. Like, yeah, I think if she really wanted to make a statement, I think I feel like she could. Well, see, the only problem with Umbrella, though, is, actually, I kind of forgot, which is probably why it's so low, that it the song starts with a Jay-Z verse. So, we know Jay-Z's not coming out. So, like, how would that work if you were going to start with Umbrella? I think you could still do it, but I think that's why this is so low, because technically the song begins with a Jay-Z verse, so we know that's not going to happen. Now, how does she begin the song? I think she could finagle that around and figure a way out to get that there. Um, I think if I had to do, uh, but like my second choice would probably be "Don't Stop the Music." I know that's a easy, it's an easier number. Is that plus two forty five? But I, I think that that is a safe bet. Hmm. Um, I probably agree with you. Um, I think they could work with Umbrella. I think they could do that. Um, and like you said, it's sending a message. Um. I think you can make the case it still won't maybe her most iconic song just in terms of like just in terms of of just and in terms of identifying a song with an artist. Right. I think. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I think I think that'd be good money as well. Before we end up getting out of here, getting back to football stuff. um, Are you convinced that Rogers is gone? And if so, where do you think he goes? Um, I'm not convinced he's gone. Okay. Yeah, I'm not convinced he's gone. I, you know, I, because again, we, I feel like we, if, I, I'm, I, it's like, it's like one of those, break, it's like those breakup cycles or whatever. It's like you have these, these you know, you have these phases. Because I went through the same thing last season. Right. Yeah, I kid you not. It's the same thing last season. It's the same exact thing last season. Where is Rogers going? He's unhappy. He <laughs> wants out. Who's going to get him? And where is he going to go? And Hackett's going to Denver. And when is Rodgers yeah. going to go to Denver? And, yeah. you know, he's he's fed up in this this roster, this roster and he can't win here. And then he just, you know, he's back. And right. everything. And everything's kind of whatever it is here. So, you know, I feel like if the season ended on a worse note than it did, like if we had a, like a real losing, we had like a losing season, like a losing losing season. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think he's gone. Uh, but if he did, if he does leave, I would, I would guess that he would probably go to. Um, I don't know. I feel like it'd be it'd be between New York and Vegas. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I want to say New York because I feel like logically that would make the most sense. That's where I think um, makes sense. But I know I'm a Jeff fan, but I, I but I don't feel like if there was any and look, Rogers are a quarterback, but if there's ever a quarterback that I think doesn't do well with criticism and doesn't like yeah. being criticized, particularly by the fans and public, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And if he goes to New York, he's gonna get criticized. Yeah. Every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless he has like an incredible, incredible season, which he's capable of doing, but there's no guarantee that's going to happen. 
So that's what he'd be walking into. And just seeing how he's behaved over the past several seasons, I don't see him doing that. Right. Just, you know, unless it's like this is a Super Bowl-ready team, <laughs> you know, which you can make the case of the Jets could be with Aaron, with Rodgers, but it's not like a clear-cut thing. It's not like him going to the Chiefs or something like that. I have a question for you because yeah. uh, I think that's a good point with the Jets and where how close they are. Do you feel like the Jets – who do you think is was further along – and I know maybe it's going to be a little bit of, like, confirmation bias here, but I'm going to still ask the question anyway. Do you feel like the Bucks before they had Tom Brady, that team that had Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. and you compare this Jets team, which team do you feel like was more further along in terms of their ability to say, okay, that's a team that's viable as a Super Bowl contender with the roster that they have? Do you feel like that Bucks team where Jameis threw those 30 picks and, you know, they were 6-10, and 10, I think, before Tom Brady came in, or this Jets team – where we had the whole Zach Wilson debacle and all this stuff that happened, the Jets went seven and ten. So similar records. because uh, my gut tells me, as much as I like the Jets, I still would probably put Tampa further along. Tampa, Tampa had an offensive line that I believed in more than the Jets' offensive line I believe in right now. Right, and I think their skill players were a little more proven. Yeah, I think they have more. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that second part especially. I think there's. I think Tampa's skilled players yeah, were because God, Godwin and Mike Evans were already those dudes. Like, by yeah, the time. yeah. Whereas those, like they were established. Yeah. Guys. Whereas like you know, Wilson's a shout out to offensive MVP. I mean, offensive rookie of the year, but you know, still a young player, obviously. And I um, think, and I think with Tampa getting Gronk, that especially. Well, that's. Let's take Gronk out of it because he was a package okay. deal. All right. No, you, you um, still you're dealing with OJ Howard and Cameron Brait and the guys they had, like right, right. Uh, I mean, I think it's close. I think it's closer than some might might make it out to yeah. be. I mean, I, I mean yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think you could make the case that the Jets defense was actually better than that Bucks defense. Yeah, I think you can you make know, the case. Sauce and DJ Gardner at, at corner. Buddy Williams was a it's not DJ Reed. What did I say? Uh, DJ Gardner, or whatever. Uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, um, uh, Quinn Williams in the middle. Like, you know, safeties were a little mad, but we know Whitehead, who was on that <laughs> Bucks team, we know he's a good player. Like, you can make a case that, that this defense is further along. They're definitely not as old. So, right. So, yeah, it, it's just an interesting thought process. I mean, I because I, I, I talked about it on WFAM when I hosted a couple weeks ago. Like, to me, I don't think that the – I don't really understand why he would pick the Jets over the Raiders from a football standpoint. I think all the stuff you mentioned about maybe he don't want to deal with the media or the fans – you you would know better than most people, being a guy who's immersed in Packers Nation and who's watched Aaron Rodgers so closely for almost twenty years now. But I just look at the Jets and where they are, and the pat the the problem with the Raiders to me is that they have, like all the things you would say. Okay, is a knock against the Jets are the same knocks against the Raiders. You're saying, well, they're dysfunctional. Well, the Raiders are dysfunctional. Oh, they have questionable to bad ownership. Well, the Raiders have questionable to bad ownership. Like. I don't like. Oh, they have the Jets have a bad offensive line. Oh, the Raiders have a bad offensive line. Um, and the one thing the Jets do have to their advantage that the Jets that the Ravens Raiders don't have is the Jets have a real defense. The Raiders have a terrible defense. They one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So, if you're Rodgers, you gotta say you're going to a team that has no defense, and you're saying I'm gonna go up against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert four times a year with this terrible defense. Whereas the Jets, you got you got a great defense. And you really only got to worry about playing Josh Allen twice. So 
those to me, those numbers added up better to the Jets being the advantage, having the advantage in this case. But and I know he likes Devontae Adams, so I don't. I mean, and they, of course they had great years together. You know, maybe that entices him more than having to deal with another crop of young receivers, which he didn't seem to love in Green Bay. Um, you know, Corey Davis is a vet, but obviously Elijah Moore and 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 Garrett Wilson are pups still. So it, it's interesting. I, I'm I, I I like hearing that you think that he could still. Stay. Not that I like it as a Jeff fan, because I would like to have Aaron Rodgers in New York. But, like, there are so many people that are kind of assuming it's a foregone conclusion. I think he made a good point that there's a lot of people who thought it was a foregone conclusion last year, and it wasn't. He decided I'm going to come back. The only difference, the reason why I do think he'll leave, is essentially I think he'll get thrown out. I think the Packers, I don't think they really want him back. I really, I think they kind of, even though the MC is kind of still wide open, I think they, I don't think they really, really think they can win a Super Bowl with him right now. I think they feel like they're further away than they thought they were. I think maybe going into that Detroit game. I think going into that Detroit game, they thought like, oh, like we could still win a Super Bowl. Then they, they saw Detroit kind of like punk them. And they're like, uh, we got young talent. We're a young team, but uh, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're Super Bowl ready yet. And if you're not Super Bowl ready, when are you going to play Jordan Love? You know, like at what point do you play him? So, right. So, but interesting, interesting perspective nonetheless. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you quickly, also, were you surprised by Tom Brady's retirement? Uh no. I think just because he sold, it's just one of those things that you're just waiting for, waiting to happen. And even when he came back, it's like now you're just waiting for it to happen again. You know, particularly how the season went. You know, they didn't have a good season. Team didn't yeah. have a good season. His marriage is, you know, um, is, you know, it or is or you know was, however you want to, however you want to define it, uh, was kind of crumbling, and you know, he, you know, he cares about his family, and you, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like eventually he kind of considers priorities, and it is what it is. He doesn't, he doesn't have to play another snap of football again. Uh, to he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're just waiting. You're just waiting for him to just hang it up. Everyone's just waiting for him to hang it up. And um, so, no, it's not particularly surprising. Um, I do believe this is this is it at least for a year. I, I think he's going to at least step away from the game, and and, and um, I don't see him coming back. I mean, I won't say it will never happen, but certainly not. You know, certainly not not for a while. I mean, it's hard to, it, it, which is, it sounds weird considering how old he is, but he's shown he can play the game at an, at an old age. I mean, but um, but yeah, it's this wasn't surprising, and and you know, he's of course he's had an, an incredible career, and hats off to him for everything that he's accomplished. But um, but yeah, no, I wasn't surprising. Yeah, I wasn't surprised either. It just. It, I know, like, he had good numbers, but this season just looked so miserable. It just didn't look like he was having fun playing football. I think that that was one of the things that, like, for him, like, I know he talked about, like, he wanted to keep playing while he was still good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I will say I think those numbers are a little fake. Like, I don't don't think he played nearly as well as the numbers say he played because that Buck Mm -hmm. in the offense was terrible. Um, they, they, they were not good. There's a lot of metrics you follow for being good offensive football teams. So in some ways, I think the numbers are a little fraudulent. But we, we know he, he can still play. He's not a scrub, obviously, right. still. 
you know. But like at the same time, I think that what he didn't expect was that he would have so little fun playing. Like I think he thought, right. well, I'm gonna keep playing while I'm still great. Like that's what he always thought. But I think he always thought he had fun. So he always, so that that was never an issue. He always thought, well, if I suck, then I'm gonna stop. Which is I think literally were his exact words when he was asked about this years ago. But like I think he's like, oh, I don't suck. But like this, like like this sucks. Like. I lost my family really to do this. This team sucks. Like it's not like this. Everything's not like put together as easy and simple as possible for this to actually work. Not only on the field, but now off the field. Like the team on the field is like very questionable. The my life off the field is you know questionable now too. And I think he realized he, this was not fun anymore. You know, like that. Literally, I mean, I have the. I probably should play the sounder. <laughs> but you know, I think he had a uh, a Denzel Washington moment where he's like uh you know is football still fun no it's not fun anymore you think football is still fun i, I think he re- i think i don't think i think he realized that it's not fun anymore um and i think he realized uh i could be literally be doing anything else particularly being a father to my kids and that's probably where i need to be and that's why he left um i i will say one thing i did not care that he retired like I felt like Tom Brady's season this year was so irrelevant because of just how bad the Bucks were and how much they were not in the picture that him retiring just didn't have any weight to me. Like, also when you do the whole big hullabaloo that he did to uh, to retire the first time, as he noted in his like video that he posted, you can't do that twice. So it's like we already gave you all the flowers and all the stuff you did and re- you know rehash your career. Like, nah, you came back. It's like, I'm not doing that again. I'm basically not doing that after a 7-10 season where your team was very mediocre or 8-9, whatever you were. 8-9, mediocre team. You shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. You go to the playoffs, you get just demolished. Um, and most of the time, we're talking about the stuff happening off the field with you instead of on the field. It was like, I, I just didn't have an energy to really give much of a, of a care about Bray's career. He's an unbelievable quarterback, what I, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. But, um... I'm I'm just happy it's over. Like I'm happy we don't have a song and dance. I'm happy he decided pretty quickly, uh, but I wasn't surprised he retired just because how little fun I, th- I thought he was having. So, as we're on Super Bowl week, tomorrow, any f- parting thoughts on this game? I know you have the Eagles. Any parting thoughts you want to say in terms of what this will mean? I guess for the Eagles if they do win a title or or anything. Um, you know. I'm, I'm, of course, like everyone else, going to be watching this game. Um, I think this is going to be a big win for Philly. That's my prediction, obviously, that I said earlier. Um, I think I think this is going to be a statement game for a lot of players in Philly, but I think also particularly Jalen Hurts. I think this is going to put him in because the, the class of quarterback, which for some reason he's not in yet to a lot of people, but the Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and you know, you know Lamar Jackson and all the he will be there as well, and will and it will be something for us to, for us to talk about. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that happen, and uh, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching, I'll be rooting for him. As far as me and my my parting shot on the on why I think the Chiefs will win, I, I just again like I said, you know, sometimes when you have this thing where you're supposed to have this crowning moment and to be honest i think the chiefs were in this position that philly was in a couple of years ago i know they had already won a super bowl but it felt like when they were playing against that bucks team 
and everybody was saying this was the time Pat Mahomes was going to put Brady out to pasture. And we saw that it just wasn't the case. That's just not how this goes. When Cam Newton, we thought was going to be anointed as the next one, and they were playing against the Denver Broncos, we turned out, we turned out that was not the case. That was not going to happen. I just get the feeling that we're seeing this again. This Philly team looks like a juggernaut. They look like a team that's going to be here to stay in terms of being a dominant team in the NFC. Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league, one of the guys. We talk about the best quarterbacks and leaders in the NFL, and you're like, well, you know, we're just going to cement that with a Super Bowl trophy at the end here. It just doesn't normally end that storybook. It just it, Sometimes it does. I'm not saying it doesn't always it always ends that way, but a lot of times it doesn't. And I think this is one of those times where it's not going to end that way. I think that Travis Kelsey has a big one. I think that the Eagles will have problems matching up with him. I think Andy Reid will be able to slow down that pass rush with his game plan. I think you'll see Pat Mahomes have a big game. Pat Mahomes is a, is a guy I think that will win um, MVP in this game. But another guy to watch for MVP, who I didn't mention as X Factor, is obviously the great Chris Jones, who um, really mm-hmm. took over that Bengals game in the AFC Championship game. And you feel like he's the kind of guy that could make a big impact in this one. He could stop the run. We know he's like rushing the passer. Chiefs are going to need a big game for him in this game. They're going to want to win. But, man, that's it for our Super Bowl show. So much fun doing it with Sham. Shout out to everybody listening. Thank you guys for checking out this edition of New Generation Sports Talk. Of course, if you enjoy all of our podcast episodes, you can catch them all on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find us there, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. You can follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, ActionEJ. And TikTok, ActionEJ. That'll do it for now for Sports Talk. For Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.